0: what up my fellow survivor lovers welcome to the survivor historian part of the challenge historian podcast feed i am your host jacob hullaball born again survivor super fan and here with me to break down this continually wonderful season of survivor 45 as he is every week is the great and powerful and this week maybe or maybe not has pneumonia but is still here the great tony lance tony how are you doing and or feeling
1: All things considered, I am doing quite well. Um, I have been on pretty much bed rest for the last week and looks like another week ahead. So it's nice to be able to record this at an earlier time so I can still take part. Um, Yeah, it's there's Mozzie behind me. Um, Yeah, it's it's been touch and go a lot of coughing, a lot of like chest rattle. So I will be very diligent on my mute button. (laughs) But yeah, other than that, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I got to watch this episode twice and I've watched a whole bunch of movies while I've been on on bed slash couch rest.
0: Oh, wonderful. Do you have uh, any go to's or you've been watching like new movies that you hadn't had time to see before, but now on bed rest? You're like, I can
1: that would be. Yeah, that is the category of ones that I've wanted to see. But because of kids or because of Sarah's not really as interested, I've I've just sort of missed them um but apple is coming out with a monarch series um like Mm -hmm. the organization in godzilla and i realized that i hadn't seen um the godzilla king of monsters or godzilla versus kong so i watched both of those Nice. and then i went like i went classic i watched gone in 60 seconds and i forgot i know how amazing it is because i love that movie but i forgot how many people were in it that even just bit parts like timothy oliphant is like one of the other detectives and uh, like michael pena is the guy who's who they come up to when they're uh, walking the dog to get the keys back like so many people
0: it's uh you mentioned timothy olifant obviously amazing career wonderful job uh great life but uh really did that role screwed him over because that's why he is not dom in the fast and furious because he was in this movie first and didn't want to yep. do two in a row. Uh, that is your Fast and Furious fact for the day. Go pick up your copy of Salute Me Familia if you're a Fast and Furious fan and don't know that I wrote a book about that those movies a while back. So feel free to do that. And yes, feel free to use your mute button as necessary. Tony, uh, I will not be deliberate in my editing because I'm never deliberate in the editing of this podcast. I edit podcasts for a living. So when it comes to my own, I don't put as much effort into it. And hopefully no one's ever complained. So uh, if you got a complaint to file don't file it just keep listening and keep loving us and uh keep being here and we appreciate you and love you for it we're obviously here to talk about survivor 45 episode number 7 we both uh well i had covered earlier in the week the double episode of the challenge yeah. that they just decided to drop on us i don't know if that was always the plan but it made for a long wednesday night that's for damn sure dropped two podcasts on the challenge historian Peed still switched, you know split up the two episodes did two podcasts about it i just felt for evergreen purposes down the line if you're doing a rewatch you're not going to necessarily know to watch those two episodes together the whole thing uh, i know over on challenge fandom you weren't able to join them this week because of the illness but they have their recap out by this point as well of that yes. double episode so make sure if you're a challenge fan as well go listen to both of those podcasts and if If you're not subscribed to Challenge Fandom, use the show notes and hop over there and do just that. As for the agenda here tonight, it's all episode seven. Maybe a little bit of preview of episode eight because there was a big announcement made in the next week on that I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna have to at least mention in our wishes or predictions. but the agenda will stay the same as it has been. We're gonna walk through the episode, hit any storyline or thought or opinion worth sharing, then hand out some awards and wrap up with some power rankings and predictions. And I will just say by f- my power rankings have basically, it's always been like one person has changed or maybe a spot has changed every week through the first six episodes massive overhaul this week complete and utter overhaul of the power rankings uh i only think one person who i had in it last week is in it uh, again this week maybe two maybe two uh but they have changed positions so we've got that to look forward to um so yeah tony any other thoughts up top are you ready to dive into this episode
1: uh, the only other thing that I will mention is that since it is both tethered to survivor and the challenge, we also have an interview with Desi, um, season USA, that yeah. So USA two's winner, female winner. Um, we got to sit down and chat with her and got that one right back out again so that it remains relevant. And she is just as awesome as ever. Absolutely. Check that out if you haven't. And then we do have a special guest on the recap that I missed, um, I forget her name I believe her name might be Melissa and if not I apologize to the person whose name is not Melissa but she (laughs) is a fan of the podcast and uh, we got her to come on for the recap and unfortunately I missed it but they had they said they had a great time and that that episode um, was one for the books which is nice because it's rare that I get to listen to challenge podcasts like unbiased and don't have to listen to myself which is nice so that's why I like listening to your podcast, listening to our podcast. When I'm not there, I always make sure to go in and listen because I feel like I've, I've missed something if I'm not there to record because it's such a part of like Friday nights now. That's awesome.
0: Wow. Oh, cool. Well, uh, yeah, as someone who... Uh, We were recently texted about this earlier and no one probably cares about this, but I am someone who doesn't uh, ever listen to, I would totally, if I wasn't here for my own podcast, but since it's just me, that would be kind of weird. Um, And there wouldn't be a podcast to listen to, but I would get why you'd want to listen to the ones you're not there for. I am not someone who listens back to my own show. I used to at least be smart enough to like, Hey dude, it's a one man operation. Just go (laughs) click play and make sure it sounds like you didn't, you know, totally screw something up and not, not realize it. And you just posted an episode that sounds like garbage or is half missing or something. I used to like, at least check and be like, okay, it sounds the first 15 seconds are what they're supposed to be. Keep it moving. I don't do that anymore. So again, listeners, if there's ever anything where you're like, Hey, um, you start, it seemed like you missed, well, you forgot part of the episode or like something sounds horrible. Please let me know. DMs are always open. I don't, post anything on my instagram account but i do check the dms regularly and respond to all of them at challenge
1: historian so this is this is last sorry last week was the first week that i actually listened back in its entirety because normally like sarah listens to our podcast so i'll come in and out of the room and like i'll hear bits and pieces and like pick it up that way but uh my friend annie messaged me and she's like uh, It's not working. I can't figure out how to download it. What's going on? And I was like, oh, shit. So I went to Spotify and hit play and like listened to the first little bit of it. And I was like, that works. I said, maybe try just like essentially the old tech routine of turn it off, turn it back on again. <laughs> and it worked. And she was like, it works. Maybe Never just mind. Try IQ.
0: again. Don't do anything yeah. different. Just try again. Maybe it'll yeah, work.
1: Exactly. See, yeah. we'll, see what works. Um, And then, yeah, so she she got hers working. And then I had already listened to just enough that I was like, you know what? I'm home. I'm on bed rest. I have nothing else that I can do right now. So I sat back and actually listened to our podcast in its entirety for, I think, the first time through. And I'm a fan of us. I think that everybody should be listening to us for all their survivor needs
0: i concur and uh i'll say hello to future tony because if you're going to be on bed rest for another week then maybe you're listening to this right now in the future and we just created a weird time loop thing and that's super exciting so (laughs) without further ado survivor 45 episode number seven here we go we start on the newly named daku waka tribe night 13 day 14 and before we talk about anything that happens the one of the biggest things that happens that they just don't comment on is that we see the tribe name which we had not heard before when they yeah. merged last week or into this week we had not seen it before this was the first time it popped up uh technically i guess this is the first time they're truly truly all merged yes. on the beach together and i know you did a little research for us because they don't tell us where the name comes from or what the purpose of the name is what was the what did you find out there on the
1: internet streets so i've heard um that it was kelly who made the made the final suggestion that that flew through um as far as what the name means it's in fijian mythology Uh, daku waka is a shark deity and often appears as a fierce sea monster guarding the islands Uh, he was greatly respected by fishermen because he protected them from any danger at sea and its denizens so i found a photo and the photo is like totally badass um it's kind of like king shark but to the extreme um As That's far pretty as cool. looks. I like this yeah, it's badass
0: like, mythical sea beast protector slash fighter. Okay, that seems yeah, that seems like a worthwhile thing to name the tribe
1: after. Absolutely. And I mean like it's it's probably one of the better tribe names for like merge tribes. It is not my favorite. My favorite will always be um, the name was Anil Adam, so E-N-I-L-E-D-A-M. And it was Malcolm Freeberg who did it. And put the name forward and came up with the reason behind it, but in actuality it's his mother's name backwards, which is Madeline. Um, So he told everyone like oh it means this in the language of the, the people from where we are right now, but in actuality it was just his mother's name backwards.
0: That's amazing. Um, I was not aware of that. And uh, yeah, so shout out to Malcolm and shout out to Daku Waka. Uh, I'll say it a bunch of different ways. Probably every time (laughs) I say it will sound a little bit different, but majestic shark sea beast creature protector of the sea around Fiji. Love it. And what I don't love, though, and what (laughs) some others on the island are not loving is Bruce Bruce yeah. is uh being Bruce again? I guess we could b- pretty much stop saying Bruce is being Bruce because you know he-, he is himself at all times, yes. which is great and wonderful and what you're supposed to be doing. But he is all over the place in the beginning of this episode, in the you know the first couple days, the first day, night, and day that they're all on the beach together. He is isolating Keturah by like kind of throwing her under the bus in front Hard. of their supposed allies. Not he even though is doing a like father son chat with Caleb that Caleb has no interest in and doesn't yep. understand. And he's doing football drills with seafood, trying to teach seafood how to play football. And I'm like, I don't think either of you play football or did. I don't know. Kelly's trying to tell him that all of this is problematic in the sweetest nicest, you know, best acting job way possible. And he's like, no, nah, no, like I don't need to change anything. Like, I'm running this place. He's, he's everywhere. He's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, what of all of the things he does sticks out to you the most is either the most egregious or the most noteworthy or just the most Bruce of all the things
1: Bruce does. I tried to get rid of my cat and she put her claws in my elbow. Um, so she's <laughs> back. Uh, yes. Uh, as far as Bruce goes, um, the biggest thing for me was calling out Katura in front of Austin and Drew who, like, aren't even their tribe Mm -hmm. originally. They're not even necessarily working with them beyond the fact that every single person on the beach voted for Caleb. Mm -hmm. And, like, flat-out calls her out for being hesitant about putting Caleb's name down. And she said it best in the fact that he tried to throw shade her way on a unanimous vote and tried to distance herself from the tribe or tried to distance her from the tribe on what was a completely unanimous vote. So everybody should be on a completely level playing field. And he was still trying to separate her and keep her excluded, which seems to be, and again, it's an edit. So we're only seeing the story they want us to see, but it seems like that's been continually what Bruce has been doing is isolating Keturah from everything else that's going on. And so that was big. The fact that like, he's talking to Caleb, like one of his kids, but also very much like Caleb is exactly like I was when I was younger. So I know how to talk to him and what he needs to hear to grow up to be me, I guess. Um, And it was just like it was all kinds of weird. And like Kelly did her best to be like, look, maybe just like more low key. And he said that he's been completely honest and he plays his game with absolute honesty. But then he's also said that, like, he's trying to throw distrust Katura's way. He immediately follows up the sentence. I play with absolute honesty with everybody's really noticed how Katura and Kendra were super happy at tribal when Caleb was safe. When in reality, everybody was stoked at tribal, because the shot in the dark worked not necessarily exclusively because caleb was safe now Katora's actively working with him sure but that doesn't mean that like she was hooting and hollering and everything else because caleb was safe and jay was going home so everything was bad
0: yeah he it's it's a great read by Katara because she like calls that calls him out in the moment for doing it, and then he yep. does confirm in confessional like, yes, that was like this wasn't me being ignorant of what I was doing. I was yeah. trying to do this on purpose, and she caught me and called me out. So good read on her part. That's a, definitely a you know a point for her game and abilities to read the situation.
1: But then he said he didn't he said that that wasn't what he was doing, which therefore calls his whole honesty into question. Yeah, which,
0: yeah, you you were. You also already told us that you were. So um, I know you're not telling us the second time you're telling a person in the game or whatever, but it still stands. And it makes no sense. Even if you want her out, it doesn't make sense as a move. If like, let's, like, that's, I don't know. I guess if you want her out, you're trying to isolate her and make her maybe the thread amongst it. I just don't think it works. I'm like, if you want... The person you kind of are working with and who did vote with you on this thing out, then this isn't the right approach. The father-son thing with Caleb, I feel vindicated before when I said I felt like Bruce was jealous of Caleb's attention and was kind of having one of those. Man, if I was like the younger, fun one that everyone was liking and everything, moment, I feel very vindicated. This, like, tells me that is exactly the type of feelings. And so he tries to assert himself as, like, I'm the father figure here. Like, I'm the, uh, you know, you, not he, I don't think he thinks you would be lucky to be me or anything like yeah. that, but kind of gets that type of vibe of, like, let me tell you how it is so you can, like, be like me. Cause, you yeah. know, I should be the standard here, not you. So there's definitely some some feelings like that going on from him, I feel like. And then, yeah, I, while I applaud Kelly for doing what I would say is a a bang up job on the acting and how the approach she takes to trying to curb some of Bruce's, the things he's doing by like being very jovial about it, like not being too direct, but, you know, kind of like saying it in a nice way, laughing with it, the whole thing. She's doing the absolute best you could do because she as everyone there more than anyone else because she's the one who do- has a little bit of reliance on him at this point in the game based on the connections they've built it's not that great of an acting job because it just can't be because the frustration has to come through or the like, Oh yeah. The, the anger has to come through of like, you've got to be kidding me, dude. Like, come on. You're not even going to list this, whatever. But Bruce is just so in his own world, he's just so (laughs) in his own complete and everything, the way he thinks whatever's happening is like, it's his own reality truly that he's living in because it should be obvious that he's, not as in command of everything as he seems to like come off thinking like if I say it it'll just happen type of attitude and so yeah I'm 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 nervous for my girl Kelly she's doing she's doing the best I think the best thing she can do in this situation um, but I'm I'm a little nervous for my girl Kelly who I am not nervous for who I have not ever fallen out of love with but was a little perturbed that we only got one episode of this version of i put in our outline tony and i yep. will say i'll actually before i say what it is i'll just read straight what was in my notes um i had i started you know emily and caleb go for a chat and then next line down comp first comment about it all caps in bold fuck yes villain emily is back <laughs> three exclamation points because emily don't give a F about Caleb anymore. She doesn't even care. She's just like, nope, I i voted for you because I needed to distance myself and I'm we're not coming back around. I am distancing. I'm gonna lie straight to your face. But in confessional, she's just like, Yeah, it hurts. I owe him so much, but I don't care. I'm here for me and my game. And I'm just like, Hallelujah, here we go. She has Risk learned, assessment. she's advanced, but she has kept that cold-hearted everything, just attitude that she needs. And I love it. And um I want I hope, I hope uh it doesn't really play out. She never gets to like really, you know, Do, Yeah. Caleb will maybe watch this back and be like, oh, that's a bummer that like Emily wasn't really actually rocking with me anymore. But you know, she, it would have been amazing if she was the one that kind of put the last nail in the coffin, so to speak, by the end of the episode, but she's back. She's, she's cold hearted again. And I love it. What did you, were you as shocked as, as I was by this What ultimately ended up not mattering, the storyline doesn't matter. We probably shouldn't be spending much time on it, but I was so excited that I was like, wow, I can't believe she doesn't give an F about him or this relationship anymore, like totally cutting it off.
1: It was perfect because it really showed that as much as she has grown, she is still just as aware as she was initially of threats in the game and threats to her game and that like absolutely like action fast risk assessment because she has that conversation with Caleb and then you get the confessional of just like, because of how much heat is on Caleb, I have already resigned myself to the fact that Caleb will not be in this game for much longer. And I can't save him from that. And that's like, that's the smart way to do it is it's not necessarily that like she's now out to get Caleb. It's that in order for her game to progress, beyond where he's going to be because it's clear that like it's a matter of time before everybody just gets caleb out because he will win that she's able to say look i like caleb if it wasn't for caleb i wouldn't be here now but in order to continue to be here i need to cut my losses i already have this relationship with austin and drew and i need to keep rocking with that and that makes total sense Yeah, But I'm glad that she acknowledged it because so often you'll have people that will go down with that person because they're not willing to kind of pivot away and make that move. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. She owes Caleb for being there now, but if she would have ended up stuck with him and ended up on the jury next week, she would have owed Caleb for being on the jury next week, the same as she owed him for still being in the game after the first, you know, the first vote or two. So it's amazing villain Emily's back in my mind I'm gonna say she's a villain even though she's still a wonderful human being and isn't really being that villainous at all is just being a very smart player and uh we'll get to the power rankings at the end but she's back in it that's for damn sure uh so we'll is Austin
1: um, or actually Austin is not in my power rankings at the moment spoiler alert but he was also incredibly smart with that conversation with Emily like the follow-up when he she went back and she was talking about Caleb and she said like it really sucks because he's i'm really the only one that he trusts here at this point point. and they were talking about the potential of kelly being gone and austin has the forethought to actually say like kelly being gone is actually bad for my game at this point because if kelly's gone then everybody else knows that i then have an idol because i am the last of the three so her being in the game means that my advantage is actually lessened right now, and nobody knows about his idol that he has secondary. So really, it's it's interesting because so again, so often people will be like, I need to get this person out, I need to get all three of these, like the other two people out, I need the full advantage right now. Whereas he's like, slow playing it and saying, the heats on me a little bit, because I am one of the bigger threats within Reba. I need to find a way to get that lowered and what's going to keep that lowered is kelly still being in this game despite the fact that he doesn't necessarily want to work with her at this point and doesn't have like a vested interest in her getting far in the game just a matter of him wanting to make sure that she's still there right now so that he doesn't have that added target and i think that's super smart
0: and it's it only works he might feel differently if he didn't have an immunity idol already but as you said And uh, I will bring back up for potential gameplay award. I hadn't picked up on it last week and no one there picked up on the fact I had picked up on, they showed him not vote and like, therefore take his immunity idol to a full fledged immunity until final five. If he wants to use it anytime till then, but no one else picked up on the fact that Jeff only read 11 votes and not 12. And that's how, you know, he no one else knows anything's going on other than drew who knows about the idol. And I believe D and, Julie know about that idol now, whether they, they know if they've maybe we'll find out next week if they picked up on like you, he extended it or if he tells them or not, we'll see. But he's able to feel, you know, if, if he didn't have that, maybe he feels a little different on like, let's get Kelly out of here. So I can have an idol, even if it brings heat, I have an idol, but he's got, he's got both and he's definitely sitting in the most advantageous place in the game from an advantage standpoint. That is for sure. And with that, let's uh, throw things over to our first individual immunity challenge. So we have our first immunity challenge. And before we talk about it uh, or performances from it, who wins all of that, let's just get out of the way uh, and try not to have to continue to bring it up through the rest of the episode, because I think we both feel the same about this. And we talked about feeling this way last week and really the week before even they are divided into two groups. They play in, they do play all at the same time, but as the two groups and there is then going to be two tribes split and two tribal councils, and they're not going to be interacting the rest of the episode. And I think we are in lockstep on our feelings of this, but remind me and everyone listening, uh, do you, do you like this or would you prefer this was actually one full group, one tribe even if it was voting out two people in the end, somehow, I don't know how it would work, but do you like that? It's yet again, we're not actually a full tribe, all going to a tribal council together.
1: I would like to keep this uh, as a PG 13 episode. So I will use my one F bomb in this area. <laughs> um, I think oh, no, I already used stupid. one. Do we only get, do
0: we get one each oh, or get one? An no,
1: episode? I, I say that, but I've already used mine as well. Cause I already said something else.
0: Yeah, well, I'll make sure to mark this one explicit
1: for y'all. Sorry about that if we got the
0: kiddos in the car. We'll cut it out. We'll be good kids from
1: here on out. Yeah, except for this part where I think it's fucking stupid because (laughs) it's like they've merged. They have a merged tribe name. They all have their buffs. When they got back from tribal, Caleb said, allow me to be the first to say it. Welcome to the merge. And then the first challenge for individual immunity is like, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, everyone's gonna pick a rock and then based on that rock, I uh, hope that all of your relationship building and strategy uh, works out for you and that you didn't forget your bag somewhere. Um, but if you really want to do it this way, I have put the research in, I've put the thought in, here's how you do it. If you are really adamant that you have to have two different groups, still split them, still do it regularly. Like you draw rocks, into your two tribes, or your two teams. And then those two teams all compete. One person gets immunity from both the person who's up the very longest gets reward as well. They go to reward, then they all come back. They're still all one tribe. And they all go to tribal council and vote somebody out one somebody. And that's how you do it. You've got half the people who've got a reward. You've got two people out of your 12 that are safe everybody else's fair game because that means that the people that go to the reward the six people it doesn't necessarily mean that they're working together at all so then you've got this conversation of how much of a conversation do we actually have with these people while we're sitting down because then you're gonna have a much or conversation and I don't think that that detracts from the actual gameplay if anything I think that it adds to it because even I believe it was Kelly that said it at tribal. She said, like, we have not yet had the opportunity where everyone has been on the table. So it's just these random rock draws of people that are safe versus up for elimination. So if you have those, like 12 people, even if it still goes the same way, and D and Kelly are the two that are safe. I don't guarantee that either Sifu or Caleb is the one to go it very easily could have been Bruce who would have gone if everybody was there together. That was Mozzie deciding to be thumper from Bambi.
0: Mozzie um, <laughs> agrees. And I agree yeah. too. Bruce, I think Bruce is gone this episode. If they're all voting together, I think yeah. the wins were strongly in his against him across the board. And he was the biggest beneficiary by far of yeah. splitting back up and niching down again to where you were a little easy more easily could rely on like i just need one or two people out of this group and so i'll lean back on the one or two that i had before i'm with you i don't like it uh i like your idea and but i like you don't have to vote two people out i guess if it's for the timing and the pace of the game and everything great but honestly then just do tribal council like back-to-back nights or whatever with the whole group i don't know Um, yeah, I I'm, I'm all for doing what you said of like, we could still have two teams and therefore we can do the reward element of the ultimate winner gets the reward. And then, you know, some people get to eat some people don't, some people are over here away from the group while the, you know, that's all good, but I just want all 12 of them to go to a tribal council together and all 12 vote again. I guess we're saying all this last week, they did all go to a tribal council together and vote. It's just only still, half of them were up for, yeah. you know, so they at least all voted, but only half of them were able to be voted for. I want to see 10 people able to be voted for 12 people voting and what happens and what that dynamic is. And yes, I hate it doesn't come in to bite them and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I'll just say it here, cause you referenced it. Drew leaves his bag and thankfully it does not come into play, but unlike how we talk about Matt um, from last season where like him not having his bag really didn't actually matter the way they like kind of made it seem like this is the reason he went home when it's like, eh, it wouldn't really have done anything in the end. But like, it's cool to say and like annoying that he didn't still have that in this situation. Like if drew, (laughs) Drew has an out. He has a, like I have an advantage that allows me to. It's kind basically an immunity idol of so, of different sorts, but it allows me to skip tribal council. And as I'm walking to this new beach, I'm thinking I'm clearly one of the people that is pro- most probable to be targeted here. It could have definitely bit him in the ass, and it all would have been because like you shouldn't have to go take all of your shit to every single one of everything you do. Uh, maybe that's just a new rule in modern Survivor. Hey. No matter where you're going, what you're doing, for what reason, how mundane or not, always carry all of your stuff. You just have to yeah. and, you know, whatever. But
1: well, And they say, like, I listened to On Fire this week, which whatever. But the the main takeaway for me and, like, I understand because Rick Devins mentioned it on Twitter where, like, they could have brought their bags. The bags are heavy. You don't always want to bring them. So, in a way, it's a game decision. Like, the same – and this is – he said the part about they're heavy and you might you don't always want to bring them with you. What I'm saying is, in addition to that, the perception is then that taking or leaving your bag is a game decision as much as deciding to work with one person versus another, where if you decide to not take your bag with you, that means that the contents of that bag remain where they are until you get back to them. So whether something happens where you don't get back, fine. I don't agree with that. I think that if... like. It doesn't spoil the twist for the players of like, we're sending you somewhere else. If they're going to then like, tell them, just make sure you bring your bags or just blanketed every single time that they leave camp, tell them to bring their bags. So then you miss out on like people for like not taking them because although it didn't impact drew. Everybody thought that Sifu had an idol and they were pretty sure that he did. And Sifu had a fake idol and he had his shot in the dark. So, if he thinks the votes are against him, he can try pushing that fake idol. If it doesn't work, he can then be like, screw it. I'm going to use my shot in the dark because my vote isn't going to be enough to turn these tides one way or the other. But instead, he didn't have his bag either. So, he didn't have his fake idol he didn't have his shot in the dark so much like drew couldn't up and leave tribal council sifu didn't really have a game to play at that point if they decided that they wanted to vote him out because it was drew and emily and sifu and then three former Bello. so yeah like definitely i definitely think that they should just tell them point blank everybody needs to bring their stuff with them and I'm sure that people will say like, well, didn't they watch it? But they filmed two seasons back to back. Um, And I'm pretty sure that it would have been. I think it works out. the math works out that it would have been these ones. Um, so yeah.
0: maybe and th- you don't even have to tell them, guess what? New, new produ- production rule. If you send someone to a beach that they didn't come from your bag is going to be there. We move everyone's bag. Uh, that way we don't have to give away the twist. We don't have to tell you. And the new rule is if you want something with you, we will make sure your bag follows you wherever you go. So don't be hiding your stuff somewhere, not in your bag, then you're out of luck, but you're like, your bag will follow you. That's easy. That's easy for them to do. And you don't have to ruin the surprise because they should want, like they put the advantages in the stuff in the game for a reason, it's more interesting to have the people be able to use all their stuff than it is for us to have these arguments of like, oh, my God, can you believe Drew got screwed because he didn't have his bag with them? It's like it's kind of interesting in and like we're upset because we like Drew and now he's gone home for this reason sort of thing. So, yeah, we're clearly not fans of the dividing into two tribes, but that's what they do. They play an old classic. Uh, I don't actually remember the 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 actual Get a grip. What? Get a grip. Get a grip. There we go. Yes. Um, spot on. And, um, they compared to, I did see the, uh, survivor fact checker, you know, put out all the stats about the history of this and this particular group did not, um, perform, nearly to the standard of past times that this game has been played. uh, At least of all all the ones that we know, there's some of them that are, we don't know the times from some of the earliest seasons where they did this, but we presume it was at least as long as the 17 ish minutes that D and Kelly ultimately go here. That's to take nothing away from D and Kelly who do a wonderful job and crush it. Um, It is just to say that this has gone for multiple hours before. So some people, it's you know survivor endurance stuff. Sometimes there's like the insane ones, and sometimes there is you know you're on the beach and you're like, please can just can all of us do like a regular good job of this? Like someone's gonna win, but like can I not go up against someone that can do this for two hours? Can this be a little bit more of a play even playing field? This is kind of an even playing field ish. Uh, D and Kelly like kind of smoke everyone. I don't know what the gap is between them and third, but they by far seem the most comfortable the entire time. I, I had Kelly when they split up the two teams, which one side, we had Jake D Austin, Julie, Caleb Katura. The other was Bruce Sifu, Kendra Kelly, Emily, and drew. I highlighted Kelly immediately. and was like, I think she's going to be able to win this for her side on D side. I was interested to see Austin and Caleb, if they could figure out, you know, as the kind of ones that have shown as far as the, just like random athleticism type of stuff goes but d and and kelly had the strategy from the beginning d's got that big toe
1: energy we got that reference that big toe energy you failed to take into account Chekhov's toes
0: yeah um yeah which like legitimately matters but also just looks painful to like be clinging Mm -hmm. on by your big toe uh doesn't look any less, you know, enjoyable than it doesn't look enjoyable for anyone out there. Were there any other performances that stood out to you, good or bad? I'm trying to think, I wasn't really surprised by when anyone really fell at any point. Um, And I wasn't surprised that it seemed, you know, I thought highly of D and Kelly's abilities and this seemed uh, set up for them. And they both had the physical and the strategy side, especially D was the one I think I think she ultimately wins cause she figured out as like she kept adjusting on. how to switch to the like kind of using leverage uh to yeah. hold her against like use her legs much more in her arms and like lean in a in a position. Um yeah, did anything stand out to you about performances good or bad?
1: I for some reason I was surprised that Kendra was out as quickly as she was. Um just cause I I know that she like her profession is a bartender but I also take her for like very much of like a Yogi. And I, I felt like she should have been up there for longer. Um, And I was also kind of surprised that, that uh, Emily went out as quickly as she did. Cause she was like the challenge had barely started, but um, on, on fire they had talked about, cause in the past, like everybody starts at the top and Jeff like specifically mentioned, and I didn't notice until the second time through um, simply because having listened to on fire, i made a mental note of it Um, he said like anybody can start wherever they want because like some people have issues with heights or whatever the case may be so they basically said look you can start wherever you want on this pole, but ultimately when you hit the ground you're out so the further up you are the more opportunities you have to stay in but there were some people who said like that like heights not really my thing I'm going to start a bit lower on the on the whole
0: fall from up there. I'm not scared well, yeah. of the height, like sitting up there no. looking at it, but I just don't want to fall from up there. It seems dangerous.
1: like I've seen Michelle Fitzgerald. I've seen Andrea Belkey, like some of these people hit hard. And yeah. especially if they're up there for a while, because then your legs are asleep. Like, yeah, we had
0: this one being like my legs are completely numb and I can't feel them. And I'm kind of nervous to drop but like I physically need to drop. But like and I was like, oh, damn, like, I don't know, as a long, lanky guy, this could be weird. This could be awkward. And he
1: thankfully kind of shimmies down. Yeah, I have walked on a foot that's asleep and it sucks and you have no balance. Yeah. And it hurts from 10 feet up. Yeah. Hell no. So like I. I get why some people started lower, but Jeff did say that, like, from a visual standpoint, and I do agree on the rewatch, it's not as, um, it doesn't look like it's going to be as, like, intense when everybody's starting on different levels on the pole. So, what they said they would go back to in future seasons is go up to the top. And then, if you want to drop down as soon as it starts, totally fine. But everybody starts from the top. And I get that like I from for like from a visual standpoint and also just from a competitive standpoint, because then you immediately know the people that are going to kind of move themselves lower on the pole and that's going to be their strategy. But I I understand why they did it this way this time. I understand why they'll do it a different way another time.
0: Yeah, for sure. So D and Kelly get the win. D gets the overall win with that big toe energy to get her group the reward and we head back to two separate beaches to watch two different tribes scramble and go to tribal council. We'll start with the losing tribe that goes to Old Lulu Beach and talk about them first here. So we had Lulu and then we had Nulu. Now we got like Relu. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're we going to come up. There you go. There we go. So they... Um, we already mentioned drew doesn't have his bag and it could matter. Thankfully it ultimately doesn't. We've already covered that. So we don't need to get ourselves upset again here. Um, but this group basically comes down to Bruce wants Sifu kind of seems like the easy thing for him to do. And he knows his name could be out there a little bit. Kendra wants Bruce and it really pretty much comes down to Kelly pulling the strings because yet again, I know Sifu doesn't, as you said, doesn't have his bag or doesn't have some of the things where he could have maybe played, Um, but he kind of just, as far as we get to see, doesn't do a whole lot, has a few conversations and otherwise just kind of hangs out with his fate in the air. And it really comes to Kelly having to be the one of Kendra wants Bruce, but we should probably go the easy route here. We should probably get all get on the same page and wait till we're back in one big group That way, if we need to all be together once we're in that big group again, like we need to we need to wait and see before we get rid of a number of ours, or I get rid of someone who considers me their number one in the game. And she's got to then be the one that kind of convinces Kendra to go along. Was there anything other than, you know, that dynamic playing out that uh, stuck out to you about the scramble between this losing tribe?
1: Two things. Um, So Kelly immediately apologized to everyone for not winning
0: yeah it's the word because
1: and then in her confessional she said like because because i didn't win somebody doesn't make the jury and that's on me and i was like nah man like if, if the person didn't who didn't either. make the jury it's on them for not winning and beating you and beating d in order yeah. to get reward and be safe
0: because of rock you
1: drew yeah exactly um but the other thing too Drew was actually the one who threw Sifu's name out first to Bruce, which I thought was super smart because again, Drew has lost the ability to peace out. So he's now at tribal and has to make it work. He can see the writing on the wall. He doesn't want to pitch Emily because Emily is his number. And if they're going for Reba, it's him or Sifu. So if he can get ahead of that and start putting Sifu's name out there, then like that's all the better for him so i have to give drew props on that one because he was very quick to float it out and he did toy with the idea of like bruce being a smarter move long term but he could very easily see that like the numbers weren't really swirling that way so he then just became sifu needs to go and he's done that a couple of times so we already know that like sifu is not a number for him and emily absolutely is so I got to give him I got to give him props for being able to go to Bruce immediately and be like, look, I'm just trying to get through this vote. I'm fine with anyone. I'm totally fine with Sifu if that's how you want to go and threw that out there as an option rather than letting Bruce marinate on it and possibly say Emily's name.
0: Yeah, uh, very good by him to be quick to the punch. And uh, even if he wouldn't have been, thankfully, he is going up against Sifu who does not seem to be quick to the, the politicking at all here. Again, maybe we just don't see it. I don't know. And he also, again, didn't have his, his items that could have helped him play a little stronger of a game. I was, I was, it was interesting that there wasn't the Bruce talk really didn't get it didn't get more than I I thought it would be more. I thought I would have a more of a question when they went to tribal of this could be either one, because I thought there was a, a valid argument that could be made if um, Emily, Drew and Sifu got together and knew like Kendra is willing to vote with us here. Like there is a four that makes sense that in theory, all of us we could kind of trust if all of us stood together and agreed that we were going to do it, they would actually believe it. Um, and, and even then that like Kelly would be, we could tell Kelly we were going to do this and it would be okay. Like she wouldn't, you know, totally freak out or wouldn't cause anything too bad. So I don't know, maybe people don't, maybe people do see Sifu as this big threat that he, when we get to tribal, we'll talk about, he thinks everyone sees him as this big threat and that's why he's going out when in reality, it's just the second or third time that's come around is like Sifu's kind of the easy thing to do here and to all play defense more or less versus offense. And, um, finally playing defense will eventually catch him in the butt. But yeah, I was surprised that how quickly, especially given that it was Kendra was the one we got the most focus of like being the most pro let's vote out Bruce being like, I would think if she's going around saying that enough that there would have at least been one conversation between the four, uh you know non-Kelly Bruce of like we could all get together and we have four and could vote for Bruce so
1: there was there was a conversation I remember Sifu and Kendra being part of it where they talked about Bruce and then they were just like yeah Bruce and then that was kind of it but for me I had the same thought I was like this is like ideal get rid of Bruce time but I think what happened and I th- I think if Kelly would have beat D and they would have gone to reward then yes I think because that Bruce, Bruce would have acted like Bruce at the chance. reward. <laughs> no, because then Bruce makes jury because Kelly has him as a number right now, which means Kelly yeah. also has him as a jury vote because he keeps saying that she's his number one. That's and
0: so, so true. if, really smart. if
1: they won and they were on the reward side and went second and that person voted out, makes the jury. I think that Kelly has a lot harder time taking out seafood than taking out Bruce but because she knew that she was basically throwing away a jury vote if she takes out Bruce before he makes the jury, that's, I think, why we didn't see as much Bruce action as we could have. And I think in the coming weeks, in the coming episodes, I think we will see Kelly a lot more willing to get rid of a Bruce because she still has strong relationships with Kendra, Katura, and Jake, But also, if she can make it that like, I'm sure everybody is like as perturbed by Bruce, like on Reba as Bello. So she can possibly do it with no blood on her hands with a full group. And then that secures her a jury vote.
0: Yeah, that's really smart. I hadn't been thinking about the jury aspect of it. And I will also apologize to there was a conversation now that I look back my notes drew Kendra Sifu and Emily did they were the first conversation we pretty much see on the old lulu beach but then all the conversations after that it like never that group never gets back together and that's it it makes me almost question even more that they started there and it was like do you, you four maybe should have rounded each other up a second time to like be like hey we've all had a bunch of other conversations now do we still feel like this is possible but uh, yeah, they head to tribal, thinking it's one of two people. And before we talk about that tribal council, let's head back over to the winner side and talk about what they're up to. So they, of course, go to the sanctuary first. And this group is one more time: is Jake, D, Austin, Julie, Caleb, and Keturah. So a Reba heavy with D, Austin, Julie. All three there and then a two and a one of the Bello and Lulu and most of between the sanctuary and then the scramble on the beach. This really all came down to me. The main storyline out of it was Jake doesn't want to be told what to do anymore. Jake is ready to make a decision that is his decision and he leads on and So that in turn means he needs to tell someone else what to do, which eventually leads to him being the one that tells Katura, Hey, me and you got to go to rocks (laughs) with only one other person. That's the plan. Me, you, and one other person go to rocks. What do you say? All to save Caleb, our guy, Caleb. Um, Yeah, uh, it's not a great plan. I will say I totally understand why Jake is like, I've reached the point in the game. I've got good relationships with everyone. I'm friendly with everyone. I feel like I'm in a good spot. I don't have to make some crazy, huge move, although what he is purporting to do here kind of is a crazy, huge move um, in the way that they the the path they lay out to it actually working is a a pretty would be pretty big and pretty uh, ballsy to say the least. But I get why he's like, I kind of want to start not just continually to like who has the who has the most votes. Okay, I'll vote with you guys again this week. We're friends. I'm friends with everyone. He wants to do something. I just don't think he eventually executes that well on it. And I think it's, you know, it comes back to the rocks again. The fact of the matter is, it's three of your six are the uh, three of the four people that are in the strongest alliance throughout the whole game, they don't fully know that, but they kind of do. They know Reba's been really tight this whole time. And the only reason that they finally lost someone in J was because of the unanimous vote getting negated by a shot in the dark. So they know those three are strong. They're fighting a really uphill battle. I appreciate that they fought the battle, but I think it goes goes a little too far when it comes down to our only idea here, our only plan is, (laughs) Caleb, me, you, we got to convince Katura that she's got to tie it three to three and that we can then get Austin on a revo to flip sides. And if not, we'll just go to rocks. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, it just doesn't seem that appealing if I'm Katura. And uh, she, you know, is a little wishy-washy about it the whole time on the beach, as she should be.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, it it makes perfect sense to go after Julie rather than Austin, because really you want to... D is arguably, like, one of the stronger players in the game, and you want to get rid of her second. It's textbook survivor. And I understand Jake looking at it and saying... Based on what I know of Austin, I can probably convince him to change his vote and vote out Julie rather than go to rocks. And especially with us as a viewer, knowing that he has a full-fledged idol for one, he's got the backup, steal a vote that will become an idol, providing Kelly is out of the game. And like, he's got all those things that he's going to have to play through in his head to say, do I really wanna walk out of the game with all this on a rock to save Julie's game when I can do damage control with D, and Austin and Emily are already my people. So in theory, it makes sense. Um, it's not great odds because really it's Katura and Jake would be drawing rocks and Austin would be drawing a rock, but then Austin would also have to hold his own against two lawyers and a salesman to not be convinced to switch his vote and that it's the right thing for him to do
0: Uh, which which is kind of funny and i
1: didn't think of it at all until i was watching it the second time and i was like right katura and jake are both lawyers and caleb is one of the slickest talkers in the game and then they would be the three that would be trying to convince austin to switch his vote to julie so i don't know that it would work i know that in some like if you play the scenario out a hundred times, there are going to be some times where he totally switches his vote. Um, I think they act where they actually messed up was, was telling Katura about Bruce's idol because in doing so, they told didn't gain they,
0: the trust they thought it was going to gain. No,
1: if anything, life. they lost the trust because it then meant like Caleb telling her fine. Like that's, he told her that they had the idol he could very easily have said like here's the deal it was bruce's idol bruce being bruce he wanted to tell everyone individually that he had an idol so that he could have those conversations so that he could be in control of the narrative that makes total sense for what we know of bruce and how bruce is playing this game but then when you factor in the fact that like jake's acting actually did them a disservice like if he wouldn't have done all that then they actually probably could have just said like Bruce was the one who wanted to tell everybody individually. I had no idea that he didn't tell you. I'm just trying to get all my ducks in a row for this vote because we don't have our full Alliance. We only have part of it. And I need to know that everyone's on the same page, but Jake being like, nah, like that's why I had my, why I lost my rings. I didn't really lose them. Like, and that's all well and good. I'm not discrediting the fact that they laid all their cards on the table because they need to going if they hope to like move forward in the game but it just completely backfired on on what they actually wanted that outcome to be of building trust because it gave her the full knowledge that if she stays in her current alliance she's on the bottom yeah. just the same as if she tries her luck with the rest of the people that are still playing so what if she's still on the bottom there she's not changing her position in the game she's just on a different bottom
0: Yeah, if you're going to be on the bottom, be on the bottom of the bigger group uh, that has more power and both more power and more people to then sway to maybe pass and get up from the bottom of the group or break off and do a new thing. Yeah, for them, it just in their mind, they're solidifying trust. But what they're really doing is they don't know they currently have her trust. And by telling her this thing, they're telling her. You actually didn't have our trust and you didn't know that until right now, but we're telling you, you didn't so that we can tell you, you do again, like, you know, it's, it's revealing this step that they think they need to overcome, but hasn't actually happened yet. And so in reality, they need to keep their mouth shut and you know, that she's already with them for the moment and doesn't realize that, wait a minute, you guys had kind of picked Bruce over me. I didn't know that before. I thought we had just all not gotten to vote out Bruce yet and wanted to and just hadn't yet. And so and that's the thing,
1: right? Like, I know that her and Caleb were tight. And I feel like that is still just as accurate. Like, Caleb not telling her about Bruce's idol, I don't necessarily think was because he didn't trust Katura. It was a matter of like, it's Bruce's information to give yeah. at this point. It's not something that I feel that Keturah needs to know in order for us to continue to play together. I think that he was arguably like almost as tight with Katura as he was with um, Emily really, because he doesn't have that relationship with Bruce, not with Kendra doesn't really seem to have that with Kelly and to a lesser extent with Jake, but not on the same level as Katura or Emily. So I th- I think that Jake was the one who really had more distance to cover in order to kind of get on that same page. And not to say that Jake threw it, like, screwed it up for them. They both, after having those conversations, she wasn't, like, she knew what she needed to do. But I think that Jake had more ground to cover as far as being, like, tight with Keturah than Caleb did.
0: Yeah, I think they could have got, if they don't tell her, I think they could have convinced her to, Hey, let's tie the vote once. And if they would have pointed out what you did of like, let's tie the vote once the three of us can convince Austin to vote with us. And if we can't, I don't, and if Caleb should have been like, and if we can't, I don't expect you guys to draw rocks. You can fold, but like give us a yeah. chance to try to convince Austin yeah. in the moment. I think we can do it. I mean, now talking him. I think they could have done it for sure. For the reasons you laid out, it would have in the moment kind of made sense for Austin to fold, uh, if put in that position, but yeah, I think that Caleb's best play would have been, Hey, we're right. We've been rocking together. I our only chance of me not going home and you not losing a number is we tie this thing three to three. And we take our chances not of trying to convince Austin right now on the beach to vote with us. Cause it's not going to happen, but put him in the pressure spot. You guys give me like one or two, we'll go to rocks comments and we'll try. And if not, I get it and I'll go home. But like, that's yeah. the only thing I've got to work with. That's a really hard thing for Caleb to kind of reckon with of like, if he actually in the moment was like, Let's try the plan that most likely ends up with you guys voting me out, I get, but you know, you know, retroactively as we look back with hindsight, I think that's would have been the only way they could have actually got to the situation of getting Katura to vote with them and tying it and taking their chances. And maybe yeah. Austin would have folded, maybe he wouldn't have. Uh we won't know. And that's because we we haven't talked about the tribal council that we will talk about in a moment, but before we're chronological around here. So yeah. before we get to their tribal council and what ultimately happens, let's go back over to the losing tribe. Uh, plus Kelly, who I don't want to be calling one of the losers because she was a winner, but the tribe that did not win the reward. Let's talk about their tribal council. So no jury for whoever gets voted out from this first group, which is, you know, that's got a sting for sure. and. Sifu ultimately gets voted out. I don't find the deliberation and the discussion to be all that interesting other than Sifu does give the, like, everyone thinks I'm a threat comment. I'm like, I don't think you're reading this the right way. I do feel like this was a defensive move. Everyone plays defense by voting out the kind of easy vote versus offense to try to get someone they're actually threatened by in the game. I did. I think it should have been Bruce though. If I'm in this group, I think they should have voted for Bruce. I think I kind of made that clear in, you know, my commentary about them on the beach. I think they had the numbers if they had the right conversation repeatedly with that group. And I think Sifu is just a floating number out there. So while I get playing defense and doing the easy thing at this stage in the game, when you're split into the two tribes, and especially because it's Drew that kind of this would hinge on being the aggressor, the kind of going on offense, and he's in such a bad position with these two drives. Like, I get it but I have I've I felt the whole time I was like, Sifu's about to get voted out, but I feel like they should be voting out Bruce, and it would also, I don't know, I I don't dislike Bruce by any means, but no. I will admit I would have kind of laughed if the end of his story would have been the one that made the merge but got voted out and wasn't allowed to be on jury, and it was like, well, dude, didn't you already do it. got to be here for those two weeks that one time, so you don't get to be here for these two extra weeks this time, and it would have been like, ah, oh, there's like some poetic, like, sick joke in that a little bit that you know i would have at least been able to laugh about and you know would have sucked for him the way it ultimately sucks for sifu here
1: i feel like um i agree that like as far like from a strategic standpoint at least what we've seen i don't necessarily see sifu as as big of a threat as he perceives himself to be however based on like what he does for a living and then you factor in how many individual immunity challenges are balanced i think that sifu could have very easily been a person who continually wins individual immunity once you get to those kind of challenges so it could have been something where yes it makes the most sense to get rid of sifu right now reba is going to be a lot easier a lot more willing to cut him because he's the fifth out of a type four but he could also be the one who just like keeps winning individual immunity challenges when it comes down to it because they're all balance based or they're all endurance or whatever the case may be um as far as bruce goes it could be that kelly had the same conversation that i had mentioned about like being a jury member that like to kendra um to say like look if we get rid of him now he's not on the jury if we get rid of him tomorrow then at least he's potentially a jury vote for one of us
0: yeah yeah that's too good of a point and i had already kind of moved past the fact that you made that the best point earlier and so uh, (laughs) apologies that i make you make it again here but yes that is that is likely the reason why they had to go because i think and maybe even kelly does say it or someone says it at some point uh sifu is a wild card and we would have no idea who he would vote for in jury and yeah, to your point, the smart thing to do is to put people in the jury that you have a, feel pretty confident, even if it's not you, it's yeah. good to have the knowledge of, I'm pretty confident I know who that person is going to vote for, barring something wild and crazy happening to sway their opinion because someone played such an amazing game or did something so monumental and crazy. That's going to overcome that. That's, you know, the person they're riding for. Um, so yeah, he gets voted out. Is it fair or is it foul that someone does make the merge gets the buff and then doesn't get to be in the jury? Is that, is this common in, it's not, I feel really, felt like it's not. Cause I know it's been yeah. common to have the kind of transition episode and moment where it's like, you're all on one beach, but one of you is not making the jury. But yeah. this seemed like an extra, like, you know, yeah, a little over the top that they were like, they, we did the transition thing where you kind of all knew, but at this point you all know we're coming here. No, we're all in the one beach, but we're not, we haven't all made the merge. We haven't all made jury anything yet. And so you go through that and now everyone does have that feeling as you know, you said the episode opens with Caleb saying, welcome to the merge and everything. And I, I don't think anyone says it directly, but I would assume they all think at that point, we are here until the end, either in the game or on the jury. I think I would have that feeling if I made the merge and I I would be bummed if I make the merge and don't get to be on the jury. I think it'd be so it's so, you know, obviously you get to be there for two more weeks. You get to, have a hand and who wins a million dollars the whole thing you get to be in the last episode every episode so yeah. that's fun all, all the things um but i i i don't love that they did this and that they have so one more person who doesn't make it
1: yeah it's kind of weird and like i get it because then you've got nine on jury three at final tribal like i guess that's no because they have no because you have 12, yeah because so now they have had 12 11, so we'd have 11 so do yeah. we go do we then have do we have nine on the jury in a final two maybe that's what we're pitching this time around and that's the big twist
0: consistently been that the jury is
1: they try to have an uneven number so that it doesn't make a i mean you like could be a tie
0: vote regardless though because you're voting on three people so yeah I know, yeah if but... it's two people to vote on i would want that uneven number because i'd had that thought too of like wait a minute they're gonna do eight like that doesn't make sense yeah. to have an even number and i was like well You can still when you're voting for three people, you can tie with any number. It doesn't. It doesn't matter as much. But the more votes you have, the more variability, the less likely a tie is. So the the less votes you have, the more likely by some small percentage is the probability that there could be a tie. Um, But mostly I just felt bad for Sifu. I'd be like in that position it just kind of would feel like an unnecessary gut punch. I'm down for the one gut punch. That is, yeah. I was on the beach with everyone, but I, I was right there. I didn't make the merge. Like that's the appropriate thing. And it's, you know, interesting about all these shows when you like make the last something before the next phase of the game is always the worst types of places to go out. But uh, it felt like, you know, he made it and then yeah. doesn't get to be in the
1: jury. And so so I'm so from, from a, an advantage being the people who won reward, normally going to tribal second means that you see who got voted out first. And that can change how second tribal goes completely. So if, say for example, Sifu makes the jury, he's sitting there when they walk in and Reba's like, oh shit, they got rid of one of the Reba, not knowing that Drew put his name out, just knowing that like they took a shot at Sifu or Drew, luckily they hit Sifu. But that means we can't lose another number. And then they try to go to rocks with Austin and Austin's just like, screw you guys. I'm not doing it. And then they actually end up potentially going to rocks. Mm-hmm. If Caleb doesn't say go to rocks, like tie it once we'll yeah. try to convince them. Otherwise vote me out. Don't go to rocks on my behalf. But like, if they see seafood there conceivably, they could be like, well, Bello's really gunning for Reba. We can't lose another number yeah. because then we're free. So
0: it's a cooler advantage. Yeah. For the winners of like, you get info and at travel yeah. and stuff. And yeah, I just wish, but uh, from I, logistics. I think was, you don't need to do two have two people have that same gut punch of you made it. No. no, you didn't just kidding. Um, one, one is plenty for me. One is necessary. I just want to make that clear. I do want the one gut punch. Uh, those are necessary elements of these games, but, uh, the, the doubling up on it because, um, to actually kind of have it, land a little bit more because the old version of it doesn't land. Now that they've done enough times, I understand what they're doing. I just, um, not, not as much of a fan, but Sifu heads home. Bruce survives again. And then we get the second tribe rolling in for their tribal council. So at the winner's tribal council, then, or D's, uh, D's groups, tribal council, it, Comes down to, as we alluded to before, Keturah uh, is the swing here. If the if Jake and Caleb have convinced her or not, do you think her mind was made up before tribal council, or do you think it was swayed at all? Her decision was swayed at all by what goes down at their tribal council? Cause Caleb isn't as, kind of over the top uh with his you know monologuing that he was last time around doesn't you know throw every last ditched i'll throw some other people under the bus anything like that it's a little more in control a little more like i'm hoping that everything we did before i don't have to do as much here i'm relying on if this is going to work the conversations we had beforehand but he's still the focus the whole time He still you know is the one doing the most talking and kind of throwing out like he doesn't say what their plan is, you know, but he alludes to like, is this kind of a Reba Bellow thing? And I was with Bello, and, you know, I got voted out once and made it back. And I'm trying to, you know, find those couple friends that maybe didn't want to vote for me, whatever. Um, I felt like it was once it happened, I was like, I feel like Katura was this, she had decided this before and none of it really affected it either way. Um, do you, Do you think she had the tribal had any effect, or was this how it was going to go the moment they walked in there?
1: I think that like I don't think the tribal really impacted it because we got confessionals, both like at the beach, we got both confessionals of it makes most the most sense to work with Caleb, blah, blah blah. like Caleb and I are still tight. And then by the end of it, I think I might vote with Reba. Like I don't like how those conversations went. And the fact that both of those confessionals bookended the conversations that she had with Jake and Caleb feel like it was fairly evident that like she knew what she was doing and okay. in all honesty um I know that Katura has taken some heat online um for voting out Caleb and I actually I wrote it to her and I right was like look to do. yeah it was 100% the right thing to do like she she is playing for Katura she's not playing for Caleb it doesn't do her any good for Caleb to win a million dollars at the end of the game she wants to win a million dollars at the end of the game and those conversations only like reinforce the fact that she was at the bottom of her perceived alliance in every machination, because every single other person on that beach knew about the idol. And we were actively working to get the idol. And the only person that the oh shit, I lost my ring play was for was for Katura's benefit to throw her off the scent, not to throw like Reba or anyone else. There was no one else there. So that can only be perceived as these people are all working together. I am on the outs once again, and they don't want to work with me. Now they want to work with me because they have to work with me. They've given me this information, but like it's arguably the absolute best move for her game. Bruce has already slandered her name in front of Austin and Drew and said that she was hesitant to vote out Caleb. So the fact that she is crossing quote unquote tribal lines with Austin at tribal to vote out Caleb when they hadn't even discussed it with her, it wasn't like Reba came over and said to Jake and Katura, Hey, does one of you want to vote for Caleb? They were kind of surprised as well. I think they were anticipating it going three and three and having to duke it out. So when they see that vote come down and Caleb go out, and then Jake also saying, like, Julie, it was me. We can talk when we get back. Like, that's all to Keturah's benefit, I think. Like, I think that she made the absolute right move. Like, it the twist itself, splitting into two tribes, absolutely, it would have cut Caleb's game short. Because other than the fact that D said, like, he said my name and never have the people who get a unanimous vote that gets canceled out by an idol then turn around and come back Or advantage and get voted out again it always moves on to someone else so let's make it stick like katura did everything right yeah and caleb did everything he could but the twist being where it was in the game at this point i don't think that there was any way for it to be not caleb unless he specifically had an idol
0: yeah, they, again, they ended up in a group of six with three of the four people who are in the strongest alliance of the season. There was nothing to do. And there's like no even, I don't even know what the argument is for Katura doing anything other than what she did because she can also spin it all in every every conversation she has. She has a, a built-in way to spin it of like, hey, I, sure, I voted against a like new Bellow person we all voted for that person last time. Remember that? Remember, Bruce, your number one goal in this game. And even though you keep trying to throw me under the bus, I went and did the thing you wanted to do before and that you were upset couldn't. we didn't do before. I voted Caleb out for you. You're welcome. Or like, you know, I didn't vote anyone from our tribe out. I voted the one we all tried to vote out again because my only other option was relying on me and Jake going to rocks. Like maybe that was uh, that was it um you know and so there's no i don't see how anyone could possibly be upset with her from who no. she you know kendra uh kelly bruce i mean bruce will be for some reason he'll be like wait a minute oh, we yeah. should have kept caleb now what do you want to vote him out yeah so they'll he'll he'll find a reason to be upset with her but there was no it's not just the good gameplay there was also just no other opt like that's the option for her yeah there's a good option or there's an option where you <laughs> you it may, you know, you draw rocks, I guess, with a 33% chance to go home or a 33% chance that the a person actually from your tribe who actually was the one kind of starting to want to be on their own and away from the group uh, goes home. So yeah, there's, there's no debate in my mind. Uh, she did the only, the only logical thing. And Caleb's gone, and that's a bummer. I'm glad we will get to see him flashing that smile at every from the jury at every Tribal Council. I'm glad we'll get to hear him talk one more time. I uh, can't wait to have him what question or questions he comes up with, uh, with two weeks to prepare here, what he wants to say in his monologue slash question at Final Tribal Council. So that's all great. The last thing to touch on, yeah, you as you mentioned, Jake does do, he immediately tells Julie in the moment. I think Julie knows uh, in the moment uh, yeah. it's pretty, you know, maybe she's like, I don't know, Katara or Jake, but you don't have to say the words your face is already saying Jake. Clearly this didn't go the way you were hoping it went. Um, does it matter fight. that he says something right then versus back at the beach? Does it, does it have, does that comment in any way impact anything for the better or worse for him? I'm not sure it does. Uh, it's interesting that it happened because it's not something that regularly happens, but I yeah. ultimately don't know that it actually like, moves the needle for him any tiny even bit positive or negative like now she hates him more or yeah. she's like wow he immediately apologized like i don't think it actually impacts it but it was noteworthy that he's quick to be like he thinks it behooves me to immediately be like
1: clearly yeah, that right. was me
0: i'm sorry we'll talk about it later
1: yeah and i mean like in a it it doesn't yeah either way katura is going to be the one who's be like i voted out caleb like when they get back to camp because she's going to need to um, as far as that goes, because I guess in Jake's mind, the narrative is Katura flipped on us, voted out Caleb, but really Katura did what the entire tribe wanted to do last week and voted out Caleb. Yeah. So I can see that like that conversation might happen between Jake and Julie. I don't know how much it'll change anything. Anyway, I can see I can see two things I can either see Reba sort of picking up Katura and having like her and Emily sort of ride with them and be a six person alliance, yeah, they've got six um, out of the ten now, right, so I can see them do that and then just pick off the remaining bellow um or I can see. They've got a dominant
0: kind of... six out of ten, like, because yeah, they had like... the
1: four that have been
0: super close through separation and being brought back together. Emily yeah. is now voted with two of them two times yeah. in a row and, like, been 100% honest and forthcoming twice in a row. So, like, has really built um, being a member of that with uh, three of the four. And she has not been with D yet, but she has been yeah. with the other three for one of those votes. And now Katura, you know, might not be as. Built in of a relationship with them, but can say twice in a row, I went with you guys and did Caleb. And you know, one of those times it was against Bello's wishes. And the other time, while we all voted for it, Bello was the one thinking about not voting for it. So yeah, yeah, they've got a super strong six if they want to play it that way. And especially those four are definitely in the driver's seat of like we could play with these six. And we just got to keep a lookout for when Emily and Katura realize the closer we get to six, like they're going to be out on with us four. but like, yeah, they've got they've got in the driver's seat for sure. So
1: yeah, I mean, like Katura pulled a full Game of Thrones. I want him to know it was me like she again. That was the that's what makes it such like an excellent move is Reba hadn't from what we saw Reba hadn't approached her to try to flip her or anything like that. She just pulled a like this is what's best for my game and we are now at the individual portion when my game has to be considered as well as my alliance and i think when it first happened i was like i don't i don't know how she moved forward from here because i was sort of in shock that it happened but then after i kind of took like a second or two and thought about it i was like no She actually has a couple of different ways that she can go with that, because really she can go back to Bellow and be like, look, he wasn't going to stick with us. And I just happened to see it quicker and took the opportunity, because really, that's the thing, too. If you've got somebody like Caleb, how hard is it going to be to have another opportunity to take Caleb out definitively? Like, absolutely. You know that people aren't flipping on it. You know that this vote is going for Caleb. All you have to do is put your vote on top of that pile. Because those three, they're not voting for Jake or Keturah. They are absolutely, unequivocally, 100% going for Caleb. So you can get the player that everybody just unanimously tried and failed to get out last vote by putting your one vote. And that's going to look kind of nice in a final tribal speech yeah she gets to be the one
0: that says she actually did it as much as you know caleb received (laughs) however many (laughs) uh, 15 votes across two tribals two nights and in the end it was hers that ultimately mattered so he goes home she is maybe in a new alliance and we now head to handing out some awards to some potential new award winners (laughs) let's start with the quote of the episode i've got a couple nominees to throw your way and then you may rebuke with any other nominees of your own uh perfect both of mine come from drew during the during the challenge when he is up on the uh up on his poll and kendra says drew you look great and he comes back with i know i'm a model up here and then (laughs) Uh, when it's down to him versus Kelly for his team, he just yells out to Jeff as Jeff keeps yelling at them to do better and stuff, um, doing his regular Jeff yelling at people thing. Yeah. Drew's just like, if I win, Jeff, you've got to help me come down from here. And I, I it's very simple, but I just found it very fun that drew was like having some personality up on the, uh, up on the pole. And I think those were my, oh, and then the other one is Kendra later on quoting her mom's, uh, quote that her mom likes to say to her, you know what they say about assuming you make an ass out of you and me, which is a great quote, although it's supposed to be, you know, assume, you know, assuming it's like not a perfect quote. Um, but obviously it makes sense what they're going for and it's wonderful and I like it. So those are my nominees. Do you
1: have any to add to that? I do. So I had Drew's about, um, Jeff helping him back down. Um, Emily's that almost got missed. But when Jeff said that they were going back to Lulu camp, she was just like, don't send me back there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's and a, it was it was
1: in the there. mix of other audio. But you just hear that one resounding, please don't send me back. Um, and then the other one was Caleb, who it was such a snarky comment. And it's such like it's so something that I would say. And he said it and I was like, yep, that as soon as i heard it on wednesday night i was like that is going to be my my quote of the week and then when i re-listened i was like absolutely which was i don't know how i made it 28 years without bruce telling me what to do <laughs>
0: yeah that deserves to win because yeah. uh he's not the only one who could have said that everyone's had opportunity to make a joke in that way um That's so and, good you know i have and probably will again but yeah i'll uh I'll make that a unanimous quote for Caleb on his way out the door. Obviously, the great talker deserves at least. I don't know yes. if he's got one of these before. He has, because I've given him all the basketball references, but he <laughs> deserves another one. As for the favorite moment of the episode, I believe the the one we kind of referenced, but didn't actually talk about the specific moment. There was one when they were at the sanctuary, they interspersed the sanctuary stuff with jake a big long confessional from jake <laughs> as he like laid they always have him just sit in like funny positions sometimes yeah. and i always laugh of like are you allowed to just be like no can i like sit regular on a rock please but like jake is like laying down like he's like posing in titanic hand, like art you know and like laying out his master plan and everything and i'm just like this like looks funny they definitely like made him sit like that obviously but he says you know Caleb and him, like, we're going to go deep together. D's the biggest threat. Julie's got to be the target, like, lays out smart gameplay and everything. Yeah. And it's really well intermixed and edited, but it just, like, looks funny because he's just, like, laying in the jungle all luxuriously and, like, it's my time to make a move. That's my guy. That's my enemy. I'm taking out her number one. It's great master and commander stuff. And I just really liked uh, that little moment. Um, that and then, of course, uh, Emily. Confessional of saying that she's not going to work with Caleb because that got me excited, as we talked about before.
1: I so same for Jake, except I refer to it as Jake's mid movie Dom monologue. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> to lay out
0: the whole there, yeah, yeah, I just had to give it the whole plot real quick a recap and yeah. a preview of what's to come.
1: And then this may be the first time that I've ever seen the uh Mandela effect happen in real time where they all came back from tribal and then just started talking about how it was 12 votes that were cast for Caleb. And then it just became fact that there were 12 votes that were cast for Caleb when in yeah. actuality there were 11,
0: which is and... still the record. But yes, they yeah. were they were getting it. They were they were correct. To like we saw something historic that's never happened. But yeah, they were a number off as far as what the record actually
1: was. But then they were adamant that that's what it was. So it was kind of cool to see that in real time because I know you've got like Berenstain versus Berenstain Bears and everything else. So it's it was kind of the first real example that I've seen play out of seeing what actually happened and then immediately seeing how it was perceived as as something else. I mean, it was only a number off, but like it just became Caleb negated 12 votes. And then Austin was completely in the clear. Like I thought that Emily was going to count those as it went through, realized there's only 11. I 100% put money on... Emily being the one to be like, uh, somebody didn't vote.
0: I think we'll find out that Emily, Emily knows. Cause I, I agreed that there's no way Emily didn't count and knows yeah. that there was 11 of them. Um, but we just haven't found out yet. I refuse to believe she could go, she could say next episode uh, that she, there was, you know, tell us that she believes there's 12. And I'd be like, no, you're lying. You're lying right to all yeah. of our faces. You know, you counted, you know, everything, Emily, you are the master of this season. Uh, which brings me mentioning Austin right to then we'll give the best moment to Jake because we both had him as a nominee. So that wins out best gameplay. We talked, you know, we both were in agreement. Katara makes the right decision. Yeah. I'm not going to nominate it for best gameplay because I think it was it, you know, it was the right thing to do and the smart thing to do, but it was like the obvious thing to do necessarily. So good job. I w- I'm glad that's what she did, but I'm not going to give it the award for like the smartest move ever. Cause I felt it was, mostly obvious and was mostly stunned that so many people seem to think that it wasn't obvious and smart. Um, I know it's good fortune that it happens to him, but I think the best gameplay is just the fact that Austin gets away with this extra idol and no one knows. And yes, he didn't do anything. It was the luck of like everyone just saying everyone voted and oh my God, you yep. is 12 for 12. But the fact that he you know, hides that or whatever. And I just think, uh, you know, he, he might not have done a lot of work to deserve this award, but I want to give him the award. Cause I think that was the most, the best strategic thing that happened in the course of the
1: episode. So I will give Austin the honorable mention, but for having the fourth site, as I mentioned before, to not want Kelly gone immediately because it will increase his threat level whether or not he has anything to do with kelly being taken out um super smart and good that he's thinking that far ahead um however my mvp will or my best move will actually go to um katura for that because so often we see people inadvertently sacrificing their own game for their alliance members without really seeing that far ahead um but being able to see this is what's going on in every corner of the game. And yes, Caleb is tight with me and I trust Caleb and Caleb trusts me, but Caleb being in the game doesn't necessarily mean that that's best for my game right now. And so often we've seen like alliances of two or three just get taken out one after the other because they're in such lockstep that they I was saying you can't see the forest for the trees. Um, So I'm I'm going to give it to her for for best moment because it's nice to see somebody actually do it. Yeah.
0: Okay. well, we will split on that one. Two awards are given out worst gameplay. I honestly didn't have anyone that like I thought did anything dumb. Uh, Maybe I give the worst gameplay to the producers for splitting them into two teams. Cause I don't think anyone did any, like I think everyone voted the way they ultimately probably should have for their own sake. And no one like did made a dumb vote. I mean, I guess by default Jake, because you know, it doesn't work out for him and now he's, you know, painted himself the top enemy potentially while of of people who were still on the other side of alliances from him. But Um, that he maybe wasn't the first thought and when they're looking to the bellow tribe of who to pick off next, and maybe now he is. Um, so I guess him because his was the only thing that backfired or the one, you know, his face did say it all at the end of the episode. He, he clearly things didn't go the way he would have liked and his, his game was hurt. So while I don't think he, it was stupid of him, I think just, you know, have people try to make moves and some of them don't work and that's, that's the game. Um, but I think by default, because no one did anything that I would call like stupid or dumb, uh, I think he lost the most uh, this episode, certainly, which I guess is is a way to give out this award.
1: Yeah, um, I will echo producers for splitting them into yeah, two tribes again, once merged. I will also give a very dishonorable mention to Jeff Probst for making yet another worst play, uh, for taking more shots at Adam Klein and not seeing how much of an asshole he looks after that. and. I mean, there's not much more to say about that one. And other than that, I will say actually Bruce um, for just mishandling the conversation with Couture. And I know that that was his intention was to yeah, throw was mistrust. Yeah. But I don't think it was viable. I don't think it was smart. And There wasn't I think,
0: benefit to be derived from it the way he thought in his head there's benefit to be derived from it. Yeah,
1: like t- t- telling saying to Katura in front of two people from the opposing tribe or the opposing alliance so was it what caleb said at tribal that made you vote for him because i know you were hesitant before like that doesn't sit well for me no matter who he's saying it to um and not just because like i like Katura a lot like he could have said it to anybody from his alliance or anybody at all if you're having that conversation in front of other people that aren't part of your alliance that's not cool, dude. And it's going to come back to you. And I think that that's going to be what bites him in the ass.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you pointed those ones out. I think we give it to the producers, but yeah, Bruce yeah. actually did do the only thing I would, I would disagree with and think was a bad game move, but we're giving it to the producers. Yeah. Uh, they deserve there an award go. every now and again, even if it's the negative one. You're um, welcome. And the MVP of the episode, I will say I'm a little torn between Jake and Katura. I think they were both definitely two of the focal points of the episode. I lean towards Jake as much as obviously, again, where we differ slightly. And I'm looking at this award purely as entertainment and, uh, the value of my viewing experience of the episode, obviously things don't go Jake's way in the end. Um, and so if you're factoring in more so of the game portion and who had the best day, as far as their game is considered, um, if you lean that way, I'd almost go with D cause she was also entertaining and had some spotlight in this episode and clearly advanced her game in a big way. So I lean Jake, uh, what say you,
1: I say katura um, not just because I told her that I would, um, but also because <laughs> it would be pretty she... bad to go back
0: on your word. Yeah, I know. As right. A potential future survivor player. You don't need to be out here going back on no. your word over and podcast, you know, you say right? exactly.
1: Beach. <laughs> yeah. I told her she had best moment and she was my MVP and like, She the confessionals throughout, it's kind of as much as we gave the producers the the worst move. It's also the progression of her confessionals from the start of the episode to the end of the episode told the entire story of her thinking she was tight with everybody. And like at first she had that conversation with Caleb immediately and was like, look, Bruce is really gunning for you. Like, this is what we need to do to circumvent that to then being put in the same group with him and being like Caleb and me are tight to then starting to put that distance between the two of them right up to maybe I'm going to vote with Reba tonight. I don't really know them that much. I haven't talked to them that much, but that might be what's best for my game and to be able to, to work that out and to go from the known to the unknown based on what's going to progress your game is a pretty bold fucking move. Um, so I'm going to give it to Katura.
0: Love it. All right. One one vote, Jake. One vote, Katura. Both MVPs and definitely both proving to be favorites of uh, this podcast. And now yes. we will see if either one of them can crack the power rankings for either one of us as we move to the final segment. I kind of lied at the start of this podcast, oh. Tony. I didn't realize. I don't know. I'm looking at my power ranking list now and I forget what it was last week, but there wasn't as much turnover as I thought. Maybe there was, I don't remember. I don't remember who I had. I might actually have four of the five be the same. Um, it just feels a lot different. It's, I feel very solid. I haven't felt solid in my, uh, positioning of folks now. And while I do still see there being a path to victory for basically anyone not named Bruce, um, he's the only one that like, I could see a path to him getting to the final three. I just can't see a path at this point, getting people to vote for him in the end. Um, I could still see it for everyone, but I feel really good about the people that are in pole position, which mine are as follows. Kelly, uh, the new, I have a new, just someone I fall in love with every season of any of these shows. And she's it this season. She's my favorite for sure. I'm glad I picked her as my winner pick on no info going in. And (laughs) she's at the top of my power rankings, not because I want to be right about my winner's pick, but like, I just think she's playing really well and in a fantastic position. I've got D second, Austin third, Emily fourth, Katura fifth. And I honestly could see the argument for putting Emily and Katura above everyone else, because Kelly and D definitely are building the profiles as kind of the head of the snake of the two snakes that are out there. D much more so than Kelly, which is why I'm like nervous about D might be in too strong of a position right now, and that, you know, makes me weary that it's hard to be in that strong position at 10 and make it all the way to three. But uh yeah, I've got Kelly and D kind of riding up top. Austin, Emily and Katura as the next like kind of clear tier to me. And then everyone else after that, and really Bruce is the one, the odd person out is like the only one I think like you're not winning. Cause I, I don't know how you get the votes. I I would find it hard to believe at this point, Drew or Julie or Jake wins, but I could see a path to them getting there. And I could see them being likable enough that if they got there with the right people, they could I guess there's a world i could still see them winning but i feel pretty certain and pretty good about my top five now what say you what's your rankings looking like this week what is your list again kelly d austin emily
1: katura so we different orders but we do have everybody the same. wow we
0: finally did it five yeah. for five all right exactly all right. So, what, who, um, what's the your order? What's your version of this wonderful five? Uh,
1: power ranking for spot D's toes um, <laughs> and, and D attached to them, uh, followed by Kelly, then Emily, katura and Austin. Okay. Um, yep. I feel that Austin's got too much ammunition for it to play out the way that he wants to. And I think that he may be I think that he's the one that D will perceive within the four to be her biggest competition. Once if uh, she
0: knows, because she, again, she assumes and her and Julie are much too smart to not eventually ask or have already asked. But like, Hey Austin. So did you, did you vote or not vote? Like what's the sitch with that, that idol that you did tell us you had, Uh, but who knows they are. They're convinced that there was 12 votes, so maybe he can pull it off. But uh, well, it will. you are correct, spot on. Yeah. Obviously, that group of four, whenever they ultimately decide to go at each other, it's a clear, pretty clear cut two and two of the women versus the men within that group.
1: Yeah, and it really comes down to if Austin and Drew have Emily, if Julie and Dee can pull in Keturah. To have that third member. Yeah, that's in
0: inroad for sure. Because yeah. if she can read that situation and realize, like, hey, your little foursome, those other two yeah. got a third. Like, Emily ain't signed with you. She's with them. She's thrilled yeah. to be in that club that she's never been in socially in her life, it seems like, you know, and really loving it. So, like, you need me. So let's hope that Katura, uh, as a very pro katura podcast here, can see that and wiggle her way in in that manner but yeah i think one of those fives winning
1: i would be pretty and jake is sixth jake's jake's like right there and i it's funny because when we when i did the power ranking before we recorded i was like oh right that's 50 percent of the cast now yeah because we're in final 10. yeah Um, next
0: week we're gonna have to cut from five to four i think we have to slowly whittle it down our list down to three we'll keep it at three uh, yeah. But at some point here, we got to start saying these are the instead of power ranking, start updated predictions of who do we think is making the final three. I think yeah. will would be the more and, interesting thing to
1: keep track of. Man, you know what? Like, I love Austin. I love Jake. Like, I have no problem with Drew either. Like, they're all great players. I really want to see an all female final three. And I think that this is the season that we do it because there's so many strong female competitors this season and the cream is really rising to the top like and they do
0: mention in the next week on uh that that is the first part of the next week on is the women on the beach i think is it six to four then right now Uh, of the 10 that are left right yeah austin drew bruce and jake and then yeah yeah, everyone else yeah so um i'm with you i think the best players are all the women as you know my list also has four of the five you know, at the top being the women and only doesn't have Julie on it because I think she's just kind of like behind and she would have Julie's path to victory is in the next episode or two backstabbing D in a shocking move of like, I am clearly, I got in the position you don't want to be in of being perceived as the number two to someone. And the only way for that person to get out of this is, and the earlier they do it, the better is to take out that person and be like, no, I'm no I'm no one's number two. Yeah. I have my own game. I'm doing my own things. So uh unless Julie does that though, she she and Drew is the same reason I have Austin same. instead of yeah. Drew on the power ranking is like you're the number two in that. I adore the two of you. I oh, look at absolutely. the two of you as equals, but I think in the game slowly, but surely everyone is going to, even if they find, don't find out about all the advantages Austin has kind of view Austin's the threat here, Drew's his like right-hand guy. Um, but I I think Drew, I believe Drew, I don't know. I, on one hand, I'm like, he seems like the most obvious to like snake his guy, but at, he also seems like the most obvious to be like, that's my guy. That's my bro. I'll lose. I don't care. Like, I'll get voted out. I'm not going against him. We're going to the final tribal together. I want to be a loyal, best friend, buddy type of guy. Like, I can see him personality wise going either way. And, uh, I'll yeah, be there's, anyway. he's, he's, there's he's
1: there's yeah, there's so many comparisons between Austin and Austin and Drew and Steven and JT that, like, I don't want it to go down the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, because I prefer Steven. Um, <laughs> but, but, I think there's a very delicate balance and like you said next like episode or two is when this needs to be done, because you need to, for lack of a better term, you need to snake those people and put them on the jury with enough time for them to cool down to be your cheerleader again, because if you're at final four, and you smoke them and put them on the jury bitter, they they can just as easily they can just as easily campaign against you. And not to say that those people, like not to say that D or Austin would be a better jury member, because I think that they both really appreciate this game and the game that therefore has been playing. But I think that in both cases, if you don't give D or Austin enough time to cool down afterwards and to be able to step back from it, that you could have a situation where it's harder to bring them back around at final tribal while you're also trying to curry other votes.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. And on that note, the final thing then is one wish, one prediction for next week's episode. We already alluded to the next week on shows us one of the, you know, brief little bits we get is the women saying like should we do a girls majority? We get Jake scrambling for an idol. None of that matters though because what really matters is they tell us that the survivor auction is back and they're doing an auction so I'm guessing your wish and or prediction is maybe around that um mine at least one of mine is are you excited for the auction and what's your wish what's your prediction for episode
1: number 8 Excited for the auction glad it's back understand why it hasn't been brought back because what everybody was doing was they were just sitting on their money until the advantage came so my hope is that all of the auction items are covered and the advantages are spread out so that there's more than one advantage and that there could be an advantage the first
0: item should be an advantage
1: yeah something to just like take it out of the running and then have the rest of it be what it is because if everybody goes in for it And they have to draw rocks or whatever they do they love rocks so i'm sure that they will and then go from there fine, but like I liked I always liked the ones where it was like here's a covered thing. This is what you won. I have not taken the lid off of it yet, do you want this one, or do you want this one that is also covered and then do you want to see what you lost and that could be like you just lost an advantage because they're peppered all through it, but. I hope that i know that they have because otherwise they wouldn't have brought it back but i hope that they found a way to circumvent the everybody sits on it and then yeah just throws it all in on the advantage um austin won't because he wants a sandwich so austin will get his sandwich that is my prediction um my other quasi hope is that um i hope that katura is able to solidify herself with julie and D or something else that makes her safe again. Um, I don't see there being a lot of fallout, but I just want her to have a firm standing in the game.
0: Yeah. My wish, actually, I have two wishes. I have a wish, and then I have a prediction that comes with a kind of wish attached to it. My biggest wish is that Emily takes something really meaningful from another person in the auction and doesn't realize how mad they are or how meaningful it was to them like is just like doing her i'm calculating this is what i want or whatever Yeah. and uh doesn't realize what's you know why someone's so upset uh sorry for anyone who can hear my dog barking my puppy recently in the last week has learned how to use his voice and now he barks every night because he thinks someone's coming to the door um or he might think he's now sticking his little nose in the cat door so that's happening but uh, so that's my oh. number one wish. I hope at villain Emily is, is present at the auction. Cause it's a ripe place for some villainry to take place. My yes. prediction is that Bruce will go home and mm-hmm. I just think everyone has had enough. And I think I don't see him winning at a, an immunity challenge. And so I think, I think he's going to go home, but I don't think, you know, lines are going to necessarily be drawn quite yet. I think it's going to turn into a pretty unanimous thing. And my wish that comes on top of that is because if Bruce <laughs> goes home next, while I feel bad because I love the guy, I would I I hate the idea of like the live feeds in Big Brother. It's just too much for me. The reason I've never watched Big Brother is cause like yeah. I can't do three episodes, I can't do live feeds, I can't do all no. of that. Same. I would want a live feed of Ponderosa if Caleb, if the first person that walks in is Bruce and Caleb's like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. This guy, I have to hang out with this guy solo for a couple of days. He's going to act like my dad. He's going to like want to go teach me how to, he's going to make me work on the beach or something. <laughs> like I just, I, yeah. So I think that would be kind of funny. Um, yes. and I just think he's, I don't think the, the war, the big moves in war that's going to take place will take place yet. I think everyone will get on the same page and, uh, we'll be like, you know what? We all kind of we've all kind of had this feeling more other and katura will be like finally finally oh my god it's like water in the desert finally yes please all you here I, I found an advantage you have it I won this at the auction you have it please just vote for him get him out of there and uh, we can all rejoice and Katura will win g- g- Katura versus Bruce will go down as Katura with the victory
1: what what if they have like I know we have beware advantages right like in the game? I'm expecting at least one beware or like negative.
0: Yeah, beware the auction. auction item of somebody's like,
1: losing their vote at the auction.
0: Yeah, like I promise you, this is the best thing we're offering anyone. Yeah, there's there's gonna there's an extra layer to it. Bid on it. You don't know what that layer is, but based like the beware auction item. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be interesting.
1: Man, can you imagine if like they think they're they're getting covered item, they think they're getting a stake or something like that and they take the clothes no, off to have this the beware advantage off. And you have to learn even, this
0: song and dance and do it in front of everyone without them noticing and then jeff will hand you an idol in front of them
1: yeah or they just say like you take it off and it just says you've lost your vote at tribal in yeah, front of well, everyone that's i can see that happening i would rather them being like here's a thing you have to read in private later
0: yeah, I'm okay with there being like a be- a beware style. Yep. Like, 100%. here's an extra step to something. I would be very upset because, yes. in line with the like production having too heavy of a hand on the outcome of the game, if it was mm-hmm. like I bid Sorry. all my money and like thought I was gonna get my sandwich and now you took my vote away and like yeah, and everyone nearly knows. out of randomness uh, and everyone knows or doesn't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't want that, but I'm down no. for there's like an extra layer to this. Um, yes, and so. Uh, you know, uh, we've introduced higher risk reward, but there needs to be the reward with it, not just yeah. like uh, you randomly get penalized and yeah. too bad um, because it's interesting for three seconds on TV. But now it sucks for you in your game. So. Jeff
1: just stands behind it. And as they lift it, he just flips them off.
0: What if one of the auction items is uh, paid for casting lessons with Adam Klein? Oh, it better be.
1: <laughs> i would do that
0: Hootie the ultimate uh, oh my way, God. uh olive branch uh yes uh prepaid we bought you full full suite of packages full unlimited cast coaching with adam klein uh for your for your next you know next reality venture that you're honored to yeah. pass to a friend to try to come on yeah Survivor. absolutely that'd
1: be, that'd be. Uh, i think this is the first this is the first one that we're going to clip and post yeah sure <laughs> And tag uh, Jeff Probstead. Good job,
0: Adam. I may or may not be uh, <laughs> signing up for your services at some point in the very near future, because the prices were totally fair. And I appreciate yep. that. Um, don't tell and, Jeff. So yeah, yeah, don't don't tell. Yeah, I actually, if and when maybe I do <sighs> sign up for his services, I will make it clear to him. I appreciate you. I think Jeff's being mean but I don't, I want no one to know we work together. Cause it seems yeah. like there's a chance the guy clearly is a little upset about it. So I don't think it's a good thing for anyone to know, but I do want your help. It seems yeah. to be a good
1: thing. Yeah. Jeff's okay. got some feelings.
0: Yeah. So that's that. Those are all our feelings survivor. 45 episode seven. We'll be back next week as always sometime between Thursday and Tuesday. And next week is not holiday for me. So yeah, we'll for sure be back next week, the week yep. after maybe a little tricky. We'll, we'll find a way we'll figure it out. We'll be here, but, uh, and and it won't even be tricky. It will still be between Thursday and Tuesday. It's a big, it's a big wide range for a reason. So sure is with that. Thanks everyone for listening, subscribe, follow. If you're still here somehow listening an hour and a half later, we appreciate you. We love you. And we will talk to you next week.